Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining us today as we talk about Generation 3, Pokemon, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and Omega Ruby and Alpha <laughs> Sapphire. This is my second time trying to say that. Uh, I wanted to remind you all, we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories, and you can save 15% off your first order using the code It Just Works Pod in all caps. Thank you, Forever Grips Gaming, for sponsoring the show. Please go check them out. They got great product. And uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at and, and engage in the post questionnaires or polls I do on there. Or you can DM me if you have any questions, concerns, feedback, or if you have any topics you want to hear us talk about. Uh, that is at It Just Works Pod on Instagram at It Just Works Pod. Well, that's enough for me. Let's go ahead and cue that intro. All right, everyone. Welcome into the show. Today, I got with me Brandon. Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Happy to be back on the cast and um, living the best life. It's been a while, you know. Been a while. Brian from Another Vinyl Page is back as well. How you doing, Brian? I'm great. I'm excited to talk more Pokemon. So, Pokemon. I'm excited too. This is my favorite generation of Pokemon, which is tough to say. Following up one, and then of course two, which is. Pretty much the holy grail of Pokemon for pretty much all of us who have played Heart Gold Soul. So, we're, uh, yeah, so we're just going to jump straight into it. I will start off, and I want to talk about our favorite starter Pokemon. Now, this is a tough one, in my opinion. I liked all three from the get-go. I thought Torchic was just adorable. I thought Mudkip actually looked badass, even though it's just like a cute little tadpole. Uh, and then Trico, of course, is my boy. Um, in the show, Ash had a Trico, and it would use Pound with its tail, and the the like i don't know how to explain it um just like the animation the way they did it it looks so badass like a massive tail swipe and just beat the shit out of whatever so uh i obviously went with trico uh, my favorite color is green and i love reptiles so that was pretty much an easy choice but at the same time it's difficult because they actually did really good um you know with the starters which is kind of funny about pokemon is the first three generations are pretty much flawless in my opinion when it comes to starter designs brian what is your favorite starter though my first and my favorite starter from gen 3 is mudkip i just think the line in general is great i like the water ground typing it's a big fu to electric um i like i just like that typing and uh, unpopular opinion i have never been a big fan of blaziken super unpopular opinion we'll jump into that real quick before we switch topics but brandon what is your favorite starter of generation three my favorite starter for generation three i'm gonna have to go with trico as well just because i'm a huge fan of reptiles and back then when we were kids you know anything that was a lizard was definitely on the team however my first starter for my ruby playthrough was actually mudkip as well and um i went against my better judgment and um not better judgment i want to say but you know the usual pick of a reptile i was like you know what dude cool little mudfish and go ahead and do that and he's a badass when he evolves into Swampert. So, dude, Swampert's so fucking cool. Oh, he's dope Swampert. as hell, man. Swampert's yeah. like, he's got like a very weird. I mean, it's obviously super amphibian, but his design is flawless. Like, they did yeah. such a good job with that Pokemon because he he obviously is based off a real animal, but they just made it so much of a Pokemon. Oh like, yeah, I yeah. just I don't know. I really like it. Um, before we jump into the why you hate Blaziken, because I think we're. <laughs> Is that a doorbell too? Yes. Jesus Christ! Hello. The air freshener. Yeah, the air freshener goes off. You hear the doorbell ring. Um, yeah. So when it comes to Trico, Brandon, you also liked him the most. Uh, question for you. Okay. I didn't really care for Sceptile when the games came out, so I actually really? played my entire game with a Grovile with Everstone. I remember you telling me about that. That's so weird. was it like that for you? Well, it's well. First of all, real quick before we let Brandon answer. It's because, you know, as you'll continue to hear me talk about until we're done with the sprites, I hated Septile's back sprite. I thought he looked god-awful. Oh, yeah. He kind of he had his mouth open and his... We didn't see his face. It was literally like the bubbles Just on his back, and then he was doing like a bat kind of pose, and then you saw like the back of his head, but like you didn't see like any facial features, so it was oh, like wow. kind of weird. But so, Grovile looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was just wondering if it was like that for you, or you... You don't get that anal when it comes to your I Pokemon. Know, I <laughs> I know how you are with back. <laughs> Stop. It says anal ones. Yes, you're anal about back sprites. 
Oh, okay, no, okay. okay. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> see, see, can't, can't, can't. How help did me. you find out that you didn't like his back spread? Did you evolve it? Use it, and then you're like, I don't like this. Did so you, you turn the game off. I literally restarted my entire playthrough. Oh, oh my god, jeez. Yeah, see, I'm not that particular. That's about, commitment. Yeah. yeah, it's super committed. Well, I enjoyed playing the game so much back in the day that I'm like, all right, I'll just restart this now. It's such a fun generation. It's so good. It is great. So, before we move on to the next topic, which is our favorite overall Pokemon, you know, because the starters, I always feel like, and I'm glad we did this after Generation One. They got to be separate from our favorite Pokemon. Why do you hate Blaziken so much, though, Brian? No, I don't like straight up like not oh, hate. I'm sorry, I yeah, don't hate. You don't it. hate just, it, but why is it like your least favorite of the, uh, of the evolution? starters? I don't know. It just feels so distant, like uh, design wise, from Torchic to um, Blaziken. Yeah, there's similarities, but I don't like when the starter and the like final evolution looks so like different. If, if, does that make sense at all? Yeah, so you go from Torchic to Combusken, and I think that's actually a really good transition. But yes, then you go exactly. from Combusken to Blaziken, and you're like, uh, what? There's a couple other starters that I think have that issue, and I've never liked that. It, there's not many that have that issue, but there are a few. But you, Shit. But you know what? As <laughs> I hit my headphone uh, cord. Uh, but as we went into, like, you know, 3D animation or, like, Pokemon Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness, like, he looks really good though in those games. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what made me like Blaziken actually is like seeing him in the three D, um, the three D. Uh, fuck you, Eric. Hey, hey, hey fucking Eric, the casual gamer is stopping hey, by real quick. How's it going, Pokemon? Yeah, we're What's recording up, a podcast right now, so that's, that's good. Came in, dude. Surprise! Here. Yeah, do you want to say hi to everybody? Hello, hi everybody. Fucking bitch. What Pokemon are we on now? Gen we're on five? Generation 3. All of them. <laughs> Dude, let's just do it. Blast through it. Well, we're already getting starting it, so. <laughs> Thank God you were here to interrupt it. Hey, come on, dude. I haven't been on in a while. You don't even care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Eric. Uh, hi, Eric. Thank you for stopping by, Eric. The Hello, listeners. Gamer. I know you love me more than Ryan, so. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You've heard it here first, and it's probably accurate. Okay, get back to your Pokemon. Okay, dude, later. Uh, yeah, I thought Blaziken was kind of dumb at first too, though, and his back sprite looked kind of retarded. So, <laughs> see, I like I don't know why you remember these back sprites so like vividly. Like I've I replayed these games for literally thousands of hours. It, so it, is what you see, it is what you see like as you're playing through the game in all the battles. It's That's understandable. Only, there's only a few that I can legitimately rem- remember as like terrible, and I think that was Gen One Charmeleon. Was it Charmeleon that had a really stupid one? Uh, Salamence had a terrible one. Really? I can't yeah, Salamence, you barely see any of his wing, and then it's just nothing but his neck and his stupid face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have a lot that come to mind when I think I literally never used Salamence because of that until the third, the 3D sprites, or the oh, 3D wow. animation. Yeah, I fucking hated Salamence that much. I'm sorry, black and white. Yeah, yeah. When they made him full body. No, but like I was saying, it's not that I hate Blaziken, it's just, it's, like, line-wise. As well, like, yeah, as in terms line, of it's one of my quite least. literally evolution, yeah. you know, Blaziken... At first, yeah, they kind of missed the mark, but then I was right there with you. But then, as like I got older and I kept playing the games, I'm like, oh yeah, he's. Pretty I like good. Torchic though. Torchic is a really cool design, like a little I fire chick. Yeah, I, I think, love Torchic so much. I think Torchic is one of the ones on my one on my many playthroughs. I just kept it as a Torchic. Yeah, yeah. Next topic, everybody. What's your favorite Pokemon of all Generation Three, Brandon, and why? It was a tough one, but I'm gonna have to go with Agron. Uh, as you can tell with my other favorite Good Pokemon, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, uh, I like big beaters, big beefy Pokemon. So I like Tyranitar from Gen <laughs> Two. What? You like big beaters? What do you like them to beat you off or what? Dude. Jesus Christ! No, big, big, like yeah. tough, strong. I don't want that Pokemon. I want that big beater over there. <laughs> that's all. That's muscular. Like, that's how I heard it too. I like that big beater. Yeah, we call him Bertha. <laughs> uh, go ahead, I actually Agron. Did name my female Agron Bertha. So. I love it. Agron Bert- is an amazing book. Bertha's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, dude. I mean, same with like Tyranitar in our Gen Two talk. Um, yeah, Agron. It's just like super sick, and it's got a. It reminded me of a Triceratops as well, because it's got the three horn, three horns. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's super dope. Pretty fucking dope. So yeah, I like Larion so much too. Yeah, well, it's Laron. Yeah. I call him Larion. Yeah, Laron is just fucking insane. Aeron's retarded, but whatever. Yeah, Aeron's a little stupid, but you get him pretty early on in the game, so when you do actually capture him, you kind of see that evolution. Oh, shit, Laron. Okay, that's cool. I don't mind Aeron. He's little. Single Aeron? Anyways, Agron 
is yeah. your favorite. Brian, what is your favorite Pokemon of Generation 3 and why? Sharpedo. I've always loved the design. I think yeah, Sharpedo right is with you. such a cool Pokemon. Like, I think sharks are sharks are cool, but I'm not like, oh my god, I love sharks. But like, it is the coolest fucking design. And the typing is cool. I always try to use one on my playthroughs when I play Gen 3. And then, yeah, it's it's fun Pokemon to use. It's not, like, super powerful or OP or anything. There's other better water types in the generation, but no, I, I can't help it. I love Sharpedo. Question for both of you, because I agree, uh, Sharpedo is just a wonderful Pokemon. Do you ever dislike that they never did a third part of that line where he's actually a full-on fucking shark, where it's basically yeah. the ball shark is the cocoon, and then it literally turns into a great white? Like, I feel like they missed an opportunity there, for sure. And then his mega was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I always wanted a um, like a full a full bodied shark, but it does kind of fit with you know he's like the head of a torpedo, so it makes sense. But also, I would really like a, a great white, you know, complete bodied. I, I don't mind that. That's the end of the stage, not counting Mega Evolution. Um, I feel like there's some Pokemon you look at and they're like, wow, that really needs an evolution. And, and when I look at Torpedo, I don't feel like that. He feels like finished to an extent, as finished as he can be, but. <laughs> he didn't get to completion. Oh god! I was more like fins, like a shark, like a shark. Oh, fin. fucking pervert! Jesus! Then Mega Sharpedo is like so fucking cool. Yeah, Mega Sharpedo is awesome. But I don't really care it. for him, but he's still, really he's still cool. Yeah, I just think like, why didn't you just make him into a great white shark? I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, you know, Megas gave them a chance to go back to some of their favorite designs from back in the day and really improve on it, and they didn't do that. My favorite Pokemon is incredibly predictable for Brandon. What do you guys think it is before I say it? Flygon. That's a lie. Yeah, yeah it's 100% Flygon. Nope. Uh, I always thought Trampinch was fucking so derby and stupid, and it's such a useless Pokemon. Its statistics are terrible, and it's just awful to use. And training it back in Gen 3 was literally like hating yourself. Um, and then level 35 comes, and we get this beautiful fucking awesome dragonfly named Vibrava. And he's awesome, and I love him to death. But then at level 45, we get the Master Dragonfly, Flygon, which is seriously, till this day, like one of my favorite Pokemon. I mean, I remember seeing him for the first time and going, like, what the hell? I mean, when these came out, I was so young. I didn't have, like, the internet like we do now. I, You know, we talk about that a lot. I didn't get the guidebook for this game as a kid. So, like, to be able to get Flygon was insane. And a ground dragon type, like, oh, my God, sign me up. This dude got me through the Pokemon League. Like him and Grovile, slaughtered <laughs> so many Pokemon. Uh, Draco, who is the Elite Four member before the champion. That's just, actually just Drake. Is it Drake? Like the rapper, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Drake, uh, he was so easy thanks to Flygon. Like his Shellgons and Salamence, like they didn't do shit. So, At speed, though, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, his Salamence obviously puts up a fight because Salamence is technically uh, better than Flygon. But uh, yeah. Uh, it's Flygon for me. Um, that Pokemon till this day is like the greatest thing ever. I think Gen 3. that's another one. Like 90% of my playthroughs of Gen 3, I have a Flygon on my team. Like I, I really like using Flygon in my playthroughs. Yeah. Next topic. Favorite legendary or mythical Pokemon from Gen 3. Now, this one's crazy. This is where Pokemon went to a whole new level for legendaries and mythicals. There's literally... What, Jirachi's a mythical... Well, no, it's just one mythical, right? Jirachi's the only... I think Deoxys is technically yeah. a mythical. Oh, well. yeah, he is. Deoxys is a mythical. Yes, it is. Thank you. So, yeah, you got two mythicals. You got Regirock, Regirice, Registeel, Latios, Latias, Scroudon, Kyogre, Rayquaza. You had two trios, a, a, a duo, and extra mythical Pokemon. Basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's insane. insane. So... Um, it's probably no surprise here, but Groudon's my favorite legendary Pokemon from Gen 3, but if you didn't know yet, he's actually my favorite legendary Pokemon entirely. And his primal version in Omega Ruby was just... Ugh. It's actually pretty sick. It was icing on the cake to make him a ground fire type. Um, he was literally like destroying the meta for years. Even, at, even when Sun and Moon came out, this Pokemon was still this, one of the strongest in the entire game. Uh, Groudon, though, is basically the red Godzilla... Uh, I just think he's so dope. Um, the whole storyline for these Pokemon, though, were incredible in my opinion, and uh, he's always had a special place in my heart. Um, you know, putting him from my Ruby version to Pokemon Coliseum 
was quite the experience back in the day as a kid you know seeing him you know in 3d was like oh my god I'm, i can't wait to do it again with my current playthrough uh brian what is your favorite legendary or mythical pokemon from generation 3 mine's why? the same groudon it's the same i remember as soon as i saw groudon like i think the game had been out for like a few months and i was like man like that legendary that box art like i want to play it so eventually when i did get it i dude i loved it like groudon is such a cool pokemon and you just brought up that it's fire and ground type when it's mega evolved i always thought it was just fire ground i never even realized that it was pure ground until like years later being a dumb kid but yeah it's it's such a beautiful design and fucking fun pokemon to use yeah his uh back sprite also takes the cake <laughs> oh i'm not joking though i'll show you his back sprite as we're talking like i think his back sprite is like literally flawless for what you would expect yeah. throwing this pokemon out and like looking at him from behind um and then him having drought as the ability you know i'm a charizard player right so like having Groudon on my team when we did allow legendaries is literally the best sun team user there was before hidden abilities came out in gen 5 with nine tails uh awesome pokemon uh brandon what's your favorite legendary or mythical pokemon oh uh, well i'm gonna go with uh latios actually Oof. For that luster purge, huh? I, oh, yes, that I move totally forget about those two. That was a, that was a dope-ass move. Yeah. yeah, I'd go with the move. Uh, um, luster purge, for sure. And I just also like the color blue. So I saw a dragon psychic type, too, which we so hadn't cool. seen before. Yeah, they're so cool. They're, so I thought great that was, Pokemon. Yeah, I thought that was super rad. And, um, yeah, so when I had the duo, it was like, hard to choose. But, you know, I like the color blue. So, of course, I went with Latios. And, uh, and, yeah, man. I just really wanted to, you know, use it as a jet. Hop on it and fly around, which you get to do. Which you yeah. literally get to do in Omega Ruby and Sapphire. You get to do Let's talk about that real quick. Child because, dreams come true, man. So, Heart Gold and Soul Silver really didn't change that much from their original, you know, their predecessors. They kind of followed the same exact story. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire like really added a lot with the Primals and then Mega Rayquaza, and then especially with Delta episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but. When it comes to Latios and Latias, you literally get them at level 30. They give them to you. They literally hand them to you. And then you can immediately start flying and free roam in the, the world. And I just... God, I hope I hope we get that again. The amount of time I wasted going through the Hoopa rings to get the legendaries and just flying around. like I, I just couldn't believe it, man. Yeah, I, I, Latios is amazing. Obviously, Latias is cool, too. But Latios really does take the cake between the two. Yeah. Um, good choice. Um yeah good choice uh we're gonna move on to least favorite pokemon from gen 3 um i actually forgot to double check the entire pokedex i'm guilty of that but i chose claydol for mine right now yeah just off the cuff because i every time i saw this pokemon i got irritated (laughs) i like i i think it's such a boring and uninspired design i'm probably very wrong saying that because these guys, when they make these Pokemon, are very meticulous. Like, they know what they're doing. They know what they want to base them off of. But for me, as a player, like, I just got so sick of this Pokemon. I thought it was so basic, along with, like, Lunatune and Solrock. Which I think could have been cooler. Like, the idea behind Solrock and Lunatune were cool, but whatever. But I just think Baltoy and Claydol are, like... You could take them out of the game, and I would never notice. When we were, like thinking about this and i was trying to think of some of my least favorites like that was one that came up in my mind too like i just think Claydol's just totally unforgettable or forgettable I'm <laughs> switched it no yeah. it's forgettable actually um i actually kind of like Claydol. there's what the did you door. say <laughs> I said, there's the door i'll see myself out yeah no, uh, actually but is that your oh so you actually like him so what's your least favorite well my least favorite's um i'm gonna go with love disc shit See, the thing is, it's like it's kind of predictable because it's just a useless Pokemon, and I feel really bad saying that. But um, it's useless, like it could die, and I don't really care. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty useless, and it's and it's essentially like the water is bad, and they're just fucking everywhere. Brian, what is your least favorite Pokemon? Uh, before I say my least favorite, there's one more thing about Love Disc. To this day, it still makes me angry that um, Alola Mola oh. is in an evolution of that. That still. <laughs> drives me crazy like it drives me crazy are two very different species though no they like it's a heart fish and a bigger heart fish they look like it looks like you can't say it doesn't look like it would evolve into it, it. could fit it could fit if it's Perfect. more they could than probably make it work but i don't see it i i 100 do anyway <laughs> i have something to rebuttal love this before we go over brian's yeah. least favorite 
if it wasn't for love disc i wouldn't be able to get hard scales and talk to them re- the move relearner so uh, true. jokes on you son oh i guess he does have some use love disc has massive use in gen 3 yeah and uh Oris. I still hate it though yeah me too <laughs> brian what is your least favorite pokemon from gen 3 um since double battles were a thing mine are a tie between volbeat and illuminis however you say it. those two are just the stupidest like exact same pokemon i just think they're forgettable and dumb and i don't ever i see them in pokemon go like all the time to this day and it's like get yeah, the hell out of here them. i always thought volbeat was okay are their stats exactly the same or are they slightly different uh, you don't know i just dumb. know they both suck yeah no i hate those pokemon <laughs> I was uh, looking at the list of Gen 3 Pokemon, and I saw those, and I'm like, yeah, those are my like least favorites. They suck. So I have a runner-up that I think we could all potentially agree on for least favorite Pokemon. Get me with it. Plusle and Minin. That was another one that was up there like for Like, they me. are statistically and like in every way possible useless. Well, their abilities complement each other. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to beat a fucking team of, like, Salamins, fucking Metagross, fucking... That's what you think. Well, no, but there's... Uh... You know those people who That's play the game think. and <laughs> your days are over, Mister <laughs> Betty. I'm Betty. I'm Betty. No, like I think there's. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't understand the Kung Pao reference, please go watch the movie and then continue the podcast. Chosen Whoa. one. Whoa, that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> Chosen one. You want fries I'm with coming. that? Uh, I'm coming. Okay, now, now we're gonna have to ha- we're gonna have to have a whole episode. We're just gonna have Kong to do Pao a Kong Pal Enter the Fists episode. Oh, Recollections. That sounds like a memories. Some foreshadowing. That's some super foreshadowing. Brian, sorry, continue your thought. No, I just think Volbeat and Illumise. How do you how do you pronounce it? I can it, Illuminize. No, Illuminise. Illumise. Illumise. Those Pokemon are terrible. I hate. Just call it dumb. If there was just one, like no big deal. I would forget about it. It would still probably. I think if it was just Volbeat and we got a different third gen Pokemon. That'd be great. Well, I think I think the other thing too is like you got the introduction to double battles in Gen so Three. They really so you have like these complementing Pokemon. Like obviously the romantic interest of Volbeat and Illumise. Uh, in terms of like the the lore of Pokemon, you get like you know they're obviously like male and female insects, and you know they're like the Nidoking yeah. and Nidoqueen of Gen Three. That's a fucking insult if I've ever heard one to Nidoking and Nidoqueen. But I see what you're saying, Brandon. No, I just always thought they were terrible. Like, what's? Uh, I don't think I would ever. You know, you know who's a, a uh, an insult to the uh, electric mouse line? Togedemaru. That's what I thought you were going to say. What that's are you talking about? It's a steel thunder type. That's actually a good typing for in your player. Typing doesn't mean it's not stupid. It's a pretty good Pokemon. Anyways, though. we're getting off track. Is that the yeah. one that looks like fucking Hamtaro? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Isn't that yes. the Didney? <laughs> Didney. Uh, so I have a just a quick pop question for you. So what? What is another Pokemon you like from Gen 3 that probably isn't predictable? I'll go first just to give you an idea of like okay. what I'm saying, because I don't think people could predict what I'm about to say, but I think Saviper is one of the coolest mm-hmm. Pokemon. I've always cherished that Pokemon, and it sucked because playing Ruby, I got Zangoose, so I always had to find somebody that had Saviper. But Saviper had Poison Tail. You could teach it Flamethrower. You can give it Earthquake, and if you're not going off like Smogon and like you know very competitive rules, like dude, Saviper was dope. It's such a cool Pokemon, and once again, the back sprite was fucking sick. I, I was looking up people's like least favorite Gen Three Pokemon, and peop- a couple people said Saviper, and they said it was like poor man's Arbok. <laughs> I think it's literally better no, than Arbok. No, I, I like, I no, like I'm, not, I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm saying they're fucking stupid. Because I like Saviper. literally like. I mean, Arbok can learn Earthquake too, but I think statistically, Saviper is better than Arbok. Mm. Oh, aesthetically too. Like, yeah, I get. Oh well, I mean, it's tough, but I think Saviper it's not tough cool. at all, dude. Saviper looks way better than Arbok, but I love Arbok, so you know. It's yeah. a tough one. It is what it is. I thought of one I'd like, but I don't know if I'd like the entire line, but like the final stage, I really like Shift Tree. I think Shift Tree oh, is shit. really cool. Um, I'm not big the, on the, the the thought process behind Shift Tree is really dope. I'm not yeah. big on the first two stages, but that last stage looks really cool. That's the ground on back sprite. By that's the way, the one you like. That's pretty. Sick. No, that, that well, I mean, that's his back sprite from Gen Three. Okay. I, I just think that. That, actually that's actually I'm so sorry. That is a Generation Four. His well, Gen three is the same. He just has his mouth closed. Uh, Brandon, what is your like another really likable Pokemon that you know people probably wouldn't predict. like unpredictable sleeper hit of a Pokemon? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Relicanth. Oof, oof, I've never used one, dude. I, I, I mean, I don't know if they're one. worth using, but they are like so ancient, and awesome, and it kind of plays into the like Hoenn's exploration like theme. You have to. I never got one as a kid. 
I always wanted one, but I remember the, the method of getting them was super difficult and kind of convoluted. But the minute I did get one, I was just caught it in a dive ball and I barely even used it. But the fact that I had this ancient... They were... Uh, you had to dive to get them, right? Yeah, you have to use the dive mechanic and do like some other kind of rigmarole. It couldn't be as convoluted as Phoebus to get Phoebus. Brandon saying... What? It couldn't be as convoluted as it was to get Phoebus. Wasn't it only specific tiles? Specific tiles, yeah. It changed every playthrough. It does. Um, All right, so we're going to move on now. What is the first version you played of Gen 3? And how did you feel like your first time playing through it? Mine was Ruby. I just loved it. I really did. I... I thought the story was good. I like the idea of like these team leaders, you know, Team Magma, Team Aqua, you know, for whatever reason they want the whole world to be covered in sea or the world to be covered in land and obviously using these ancient legendaries to do it was really cool. Uh, I believe this is the first game of the three so far that we had that directly tied in the legendaries to the story. Like they were essential in every way. Ho-Oh and Lugia aren't really. Yeah, like definitely. The story doesn't reside around them. To like the world is in, in danger if you don't get Ho or Lugia. Okay, yeah, I can I can see that. You're more like, like fulfilling a prophecy, not even a prophecy, just like no, like yeah, like it's just here's a quest, and you literally complete it by you know either getting Groudon or Kyogre, and you save the world. Mm-hmm. That hasn't That's happened true. yet. I mean, quote unquote, I guess you could say that with Mewtwo post game, you know, because in the anime and the games they always make Mewtwo seem like a bad guy. But uh, I think this is the first one that actually intertwined the legendaries to the main story, and I thought they did a pretty good job of that. Uh, Brandon, what was the first one version you played? The first version I played was uh, Ruby as well. I mean, like I said, reptilian obsession. Like there was a Groudon who looks like Godzilla, like you said, on the cover. So naturally, I wanted to get it, even though my favorite color was blue. I didn't pick up Sapphire at first, but I played through Ruby, and funny enough all my family got pokemon as well like my sister some of my cousins and they all fell out of love with it so i ended up i ended up with three copies of ruby and two of sapphire so i had oh plenty God. of replayability <laughs> you're like infinite replayability you can complete the pokedex yeah it was have multiple nuts. legendaries wow. that's freaking amazing and yeah, too was, bad you probably don't have any of them now i actually have all of them do you really i have i have at least two of each nice Yo, let me buy one of each off you um that's really <laughs> cool though i'm dead serious <laughs> Yeah, it was was a fun childhood with Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, I can't wait to buy a couple. Uh, That's awesome, though. I I do kind of remember that, though, and you're right. So, like, there was a falling off point, too, with, like, Eric, the casual gamer. And, you know, I believe my oldest brother, Chris, might have had one of them. But I know Eric basically gave me his silver version. And I think someone else. But, yeah, there was definitely... That was, like, when Pokemon, for a certain crowd, was, like... Like, you're a loser if you play Pokemon. Or, like, you just... Or you just literally grew out of it you were supposed to grow out. at that point in time in our lives we were supposed to grow out of it yeah and technically uh, maybe not us but them you know your your, your family like your older okay, sister yeah. yeah and my older brother you know because like, they were around sense. like almost they at that point in time they you know had to get jobs and stuff like that so they were old they were a lot older 16 yeah. 17 crazy uh, stuff did you guys know that Gen 2 is supposed to be like the very last Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah, Gen 3, they just made it on a whim and they thought it was done after that. Mm-hmm. They were just like, hey, you're making a ton of money. Let's carry on. But they really weren't. Really? Yeah, they weren't making that much money. You know, Gold and Silver did good, but like Pokemon wasn't taking thought, off or anything. I thought Gold and Silver still to this day is one of the like highest selling Pokemon games, like number two, I think. I've never seen that. I, I, I'm pretty you sure it's up there. Check yourself while we're talking. Uh, um, I'll bring it up. Oh yeah, whoever's got their phone. Um, you know, th- yeah. Because if you watch the video and shout out to Did You Know Gaming, yeah. If you watch the third gen video, like they literally say, like they didn't think like this game was gonna do good, and they they actually wanted to change a lot. I think they wanted to add a fifth move. Um, they wanted to add like more Pokemon to your party. Like they actually wanted to change a lot of the formula. Um, to the traditional games i'm glad they didn't uh but yeah so we're so in a, oh, I, go ahead, I, I actually have some um some stats the, on it give me that sales data son oh yeah i got you i got you so according to uh game rant 
the number one selling games are Pokemon Red, Green, and Blue. Of course, of course. Oh, absolutely, yeah. For some reason, I still didn't expect that, but I go did. ahead. 31.38 million copies, and that's including green version as well, so that's you know worldwide. That's uh, insane, dude. Number two is Gold and Silver. See? Okay. Not even Crystal. How much? Uh, 23.1 million. That's a massive drop-off. Yeah, and that's then, a massive drop off I, from the wait, first. Gen. What was one again? Sorry, number one was red, green, no, and blue. No, the price. Uh, like, what money? was the total units yeah. sold of gold and silver? No, red and yes. blue, red and blue. Oh, okay, sorry. Because um, gold and silver is twenty-two or twenty-three yeah. million. You like, said, yeah. So, number one, the number one selling series was Pokemon Red, Green, and Blue at thirty-one point three eight million. Okay, thirty-one. At the time of this article, um, number two is Pokemon Gold and Silver at twenty-three point one million. And guess what number three is? I want you guys to try and assume what number three is. It's either... I think it's X and Y. Sword and Shield. You guys are both wrong. It's what? not Diamond, Sun and Moon. Diamond and Pearl at really? 17.67 million. But dude, see that drop off? Oh my yeah. god. Then X and Y at 16.4. Oh, I knew they were up there. And then number five is Ruby and Sapphire at 16.22 million. Hmm. Hmm. But see, like even then though, from like first gen to second gen, we're already dropping off 7 million copies. Like it, that's ten, a ton. Yeah. Almost ten million. Almost ten million. So it's yeah. what twenty-three million or t- thirty-one million for red, blue, and then uh, twenty-three or twenty-four for gold and silver. So yeah, like that's a massive drop off. And you know, probably back in the day, they thought you know that wasn't good, even though gold and silver still did really well. Yeah. But they just—I don't know why. I mean, I'd have to watch the video again. You guys can look it up. It's did you know gaming uh, Pokemon Generation Three? They talk about it. They just really didn't believe in it, which is kind of mind-blowing to me because this is my favorite region and pokedex yeah, as in like brand new designs like mm-hmm. i think this is the best we've ever got even though gen th- 2 is a solid second because i as i'm playing through liquid crystal and i'm just thinking about all the gen 2 pokemon I'm like, oh my god so crazy thank you for bringing up the stats yeah. i love seeing how many copies this game has sold or this franchise has sold we're gonna move on to you didn't ask me I didn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because yeah, we had you talk last before the next topic. So, um, yeah, what was the first version you played, and how did you feel playing through it? Okay, so mine was a little bit different. Towards the back of Gen Two, Pokemania was dying out. It was obviously losing popularity. Yeah. Most of our friends were growing out of Pokemon, and I was on a crossroads. I was like, I like the series, but like everybody else is kind of backing away from it. Like, what do I do? Like. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, at that point, like, if you're still playing it, you know, kids are going to kind of give you shit. And when I was young, I cared what people thought about me back then. So I don't think I... I think we all did. When, yeah. And then I realized Unfortunately. It Unfortunately, we all just wanted to fit in. But um, how... Would you say it was about a year from the Game Boy Advance to the Game Boy Advance SP, or was it longer? It was probably, it was probably two years. It was two years? Okay. Because I did not play Ruby until, like... Whenever the SP came out, I was like, I don't care. I want to finally play these games. I still like Pokemon. I don't care what anybody thinks. I, I like Pokemon. So I, I got an SP, and I bought Ruby, and I just I played it, and I like never looked back. Like I love Pokemon. Like I didn't care what anybody thought. Yeah. Well, good for you, man, because for some reason, even since high school, like senior year, I've always cared what people thought. You know, you know, being in uh, school, I don't know why the fuck I ever cared what anyone thought. So good for you on that, because... Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not as, like... I'm not super open about it all the time. Like, hey, like I'm gonna wear a Pokemon shirt or like. Well, yeah, hey. but I mean, like to to not play games in private because you think if someone finds out, like you're not the you know a cool enough kid yeah. for people to talk. Like that's such a crazy ass mindset that all of us went through, and you know, kids probably still go through today mm. uh, with stupid ass Fortnite. As I say, stupid ass, but <laughs> just just saying, you know, like people, it's always a shame that you can't feel like really in, you're enjoying something. Like with me, you know, like my parents are always like oh you need to grow up you need to grow up and i'm like what is this game not doing to help me grow up yeah. though? like it honestly like pokemon kind of like taught me a lot about like respect and like not you know not treating others like shit uh you know because yeah you're playing with these fictional creatures but you still care for them like yeah. it's they're not your pets but like still you have like a respect for them and like you bring that into the real world it's pretty crazy if you ask me yeah, I agree. It's just a fun game franchise. Like it's so at the end fun. of the day, like I'm having fun when I play, so I need to not care if like other people stop playing and all that. Yeah, that was that. It is interesting to talk about and kind of surprised I didn't make that a topic. But yeah, like Gen Three is such a drop off point for thousands. That's of probably like you, you, like you were saying, they weren't really excited or they didn't think the game was going to do well because at the end of Gen Two, 
maybe even middle of Gen 2. No, it was end of Gen 2. That's when Pokemania was really dying, so that's probably why they were like, oh, this game's whatever. It's not going to do well. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. So I wanted to move on to, real quick, before we move on to other fun, crazy topics, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, Brian, which game did you get first? Did you get it when it launched? And how did you feel playing this one after... Um, you know, probably spending so many years playing the other versions before coming back to Hoenn region. I did not get it. Actually, no, I did. I didn't get X and Y when it launched. I like held off. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a 3DS. I'm not going to buy a 3DS. And then um, Omega Ruby, Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. I'm like, I don't care. I'm buying it. I like, I'm buying a 3DS. I'm going all out. I want to play these. It games. seems to be a reoccurring thing for you, where you're going. I'm not going to get the console. I'm not going to get the console. Oh, here's a new game. Ah, oh, fuck. I'll get it. Well, the thing was when those games <laughs> came out, I was like in an age where it's like I didn't have money to blow like on a system, and I didn't have like my parents were going to buy it for me. You know what I mean? So it's like. I held off as long as I could, and then I eventually was like, dude, I want to play these. Because for X and Y, when it first came out, I think all I did was like watch people's videos online because I didn't personally own it. So, Oh, God, X and Y. Dude, when those games came out, like I was literally taking my 3DS to work and playing it at work. Playing yeah. it in the break room. Like That was like Pokemania all over again. You know, switching to 3D, 3D animation. Yeah. Like, Granted, people don't really care for it as much now, but when that shit happened at first, it was completely revolutionary those games probably more than half of the sales that brandon talked about were literally in the first couple of years yeah. it's, it was i believe the fastest selling in its time of release uh we'll have to look that up yeah but i'm pretty sure it is um yeah so i got omega ruby actually i got both so that's when they started doing double packs so i got both omega ruby and alpha sapphire and dude this game was just like to see this region in a whole new you know, atmosphere with new art style, and they changed. You know, Mauville, not Mauville. Yeah, Mauville. New, yeah, new, right. new Mauville. Yeah, it's a new Mauville. So, oh yeah, because Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are in an alternate timeline That's where things changed. Right? I just thought yeah. about that. We're not jumping into the Pokemon timeline right now. We're gonna stop that right there because that's a whole. <laughs> cut, cut. You cut that out right now. <laughs> yeah, you cut that out right now, bro. You cut that out right now, brother. Um. I just love this game so much when it came out, and then as we talked about earlier with Latios and Latias being able to basically free roam on on the back, go through the Hoopa rings, and it, I literally, if you guys didn't know this, listening, and you guys sitting here, once you finish um, Lisa and Leah or whatever, they're the the psychic gym leaders. Uh, Tate and Liza, I believe. Yeah, I got that wrong. Taint? The Taint. Taint. Once you get friend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Once you finished uh, with Tate and Liza, you can actually just go get old legendaries before you even encounter the Pokemon League and all that. Nice. So I did that. I didn't know that, though. Like, I just randomly went to one of the Hoopa Rings, and I also didn't know what those were, were either. Uh, even with the internet, I kind of went blind into these games, and I think I got a fucking hint, uh, hente, hentai. What? <laughs> I got an intay. Jesus, I got an wow. Intei before the Pokemon League, and I just took him with me to the Pokemon League. So you it, did use the internet? Yeah, <laughs> to get my hentai fantasies out of here. Uh, the game was just really revolutionary for what it was. Like it, it changed some of the story, added some, you know, it added some. Uh, you know, the encounters were great. the The mega the mega stars were cool. I actually really like Mega Swampert. I don't know if you guys are with me on that. Yeah, I still think he's super dope. I think um, all three of the megas looked really good for the starters. I yes, think. Blaziken looks good, and then Sceptile, my boy, took Sceptile, the cake, yeah. becoming a fucking grass dragon type. Yeah, uh, yeah, it meant so much to me as like a fan of his. Like I always thought he did look like a dragon, so like uh, I always thought his mega was dope, and like his back turned to his opponent is something they've never done before. If I'm correct at the time, I still think I'm correct. They've never done that. There's a Pokemon I'm thinking about. You're thinking of uh, uh, you thinking of Mawile. Oh, Ma yeah. Thank you. That's Damn, it. Brian with the quick facts. <laughs> Coming in clutch. Yeah, look at him. Uh, yeah, Mega Sceptile was really cool. And the little um, anime they did, like the animation trailers they showed for them was cool. But you know what really made it exciting, too, is the, the demo they released for this game. So the demo they released, you were literally on an island, and I believe they gave you the starter Pokemon. Because you got to Mega Evolve. 
and then you're you're helping Steven out with something or he's like kind of it's like a tutorial I don't remember entirely I just remember it being fun and then if you complete the demo they give you a mega Galilee so that was really cool that was a really nice way to that's a, that's a different kind of demo than what we've seen before <laughs> air freshener coming in hot um, yeah dude, that, yeah, that demo was insane the game was insane you were able to uh, capture almost all the legendaries that were exclusive to your version obviously we need both to collect them all but um, if I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet um, starting with I believe X and Y or black and white too I started catching every single Pokemon I ever encountered with only Pokeballs so oh, no. what you're about to hear is true and I spent hours and hours catching every single legendary with Pokeballs oh, in the Hoopa Rings. I and did. I did succeed. I got them all. I do not have the patience for that at all. It that took insane. 30 minutes to catch either Ho or Lugia, whichever one I got in that game. Wow. And then uh, the uh, the fairies, you know, Azelf, yeah. literally Pixies, first Pokeball. Yeah. Jeez. Caught it. So, And by the way, when I say catch the Pokeballs, I also didn't weaken them. I swear to God, I literally just threw no, a rep. Right. Yep, all I swear of them to God. full health? Yep. Oof. Yeah. Well, there's your problem. I just didn't want to kill him. I don't know why I was like paranoid about like taking him out and then not getting him. Because I don't think this one works where if you go to the Pokemon League, it resets their spawn. I don't know. It ain't hard work, but it's honest work. It's honest work, brother. False Swipe wants to know your location. Yeah, False <laughs> Swipe and Thunder Wave would love to know. Um, but yeah, so I just think these games are really great. However, before I pass the torch on your guys' opinions on this... They do have one massive downfall. Besides the Hoopa Rings, there is absolutely no post-game. And it's a travesty. They basically brought in the Battle Mansion, the Battle Mason from X and Y, and they just thought everyone would be okay with that when it's an actuality dog shit. So The Battle Frontier Project has started, or begun, or what does it say? Which is something they actually say in the game. It's like, like a that. big middle finger to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Brandon... What were your thoughts of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire when it came out? And, you know, how do you feel about it today? I thought they were fantastic. In fact, talking about Gen 3 this episode makes me want to go back and play them, uh, honestly. Uh, I went ahead and waited in line at GameStop 11.59. Did we do that together? Uh, I think I was with... uh, No, actually, you know what? We went to different ones. You went to one at the mall, and I went to another one with um, uh, with the Dark Lord, uh, Voldemort. What? what the fuck did you say? My girlfriend at the time. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, on to better pastures. Uh, yeah, talk about dead weight. Jesus. Anyways, so yeah, you picked it up at midnight. Picked it up at midnight and um, played it the minute I got home and I made her drive so I can, you know, marvel really at it. goddamn American hero. Yeah. You hear that? This is before the Me Too movement, too. Look at you. No, it's really uh no but i mean i'm sure at the time she wouldn't have cared so that's pretty cool and you're like that shows your excitement for the game though you're like hey babe can you go ahead and drive so i can start i got my journey starter yeah yeah i gotta i gotta really think this one out especially with all the megas but i mean all that aside it was um there were wonderful games and i loved the graphical upgrade to all the areas and in fact seeing the uh, fl- uh flock swarm a but uh, butterfree or no jesus oh wow beautifly Oh, when you yeah. first meet yep. May yep. and then you oh, see the beautiful yeah, yeah. come on up uh, that just really kind of flexed the uh, graphical change you were going to get with the games oh yeah the little details they added with this game ridiculous my back hurts everybody they're fantastic <laughs> they're fantastic so before Brian goes there's something that I forgot to talk about so I'd like to add it real quick a mystery gift bonus when this game launched was a fucking shiny beldum right out the gate. Really? That's that you, right, yeah. That you can that. play your entire game with. And then also, as a pre-order bonus, it was either a pre-order bonus or another mystery gift. Gift, excuse me. Um, I believe it's from Pokebank, actually. It is a speed boost Torchic. Which I do remember that. The competitive meta. That. Which ruined the meta and got banned super quick because <laughs> Mega Blaziken with speed boost was utterly broken. But yeah, I just want to add those in real quick because uh, Metagross is one of the most unique and amazing Pokemon that's ever been created, and its shiny form is no slouch. So I'm honestly surprised Metagross wasn't any of our picks for like favorite Pokemon. I just didn't want to be predictable. It seemed but too it, cliche for me. Yeah, like Flygon is still different enough, in my opinion, for the view the listener to be like, oh shit, like yeah, Flygon's dope. Let's go yeah, talk about Flygon. Don't be a Steven Stone about it. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, also, I still think I have my Alpha Sapphire Shiny Beldum in my Pokemon home. I actually never trained it. Yeah, it was only the nice. 
Omega Ruby one that I used on my playthrough. Which that was the thing too. Like I, I kind of felt guilty having a pseudo legendary on my playthrough, but I, how can you not use it? That's why I don't like putting legendaries on my team. I've always hated putting legendaries well, on my team. A, I feel, no, I know he's a pseudo legendary. Yeah. Just in general, I don't like putting yeah. legendaries on Yeah, don't on worry. My team. Fucking Brandon's a little stickler about that shit too. I, like uh, I straight up catch them and then I send their asses straight to the box. I do that too. But an- another weird thing I've done since probably like Gen 4, probably, I never use my starters anymore. Even if I like the starters. I don't know. I like using like the weird. I know that you guys are looking at me. I like having like. I wish weird, you guys could see my fucking face right now. I like using weird teams, even when I just recently played uh, Sword and Shield. Like I instantly boxed my starter. I like using like strange teams. Well, that was a pretty easy reason That's to a, yeah. fucking box your starter on that shit. Well, um, who, who'd you pick though? Wait, my starter technically know. like no, I, the monkey Grookey. Yeah, Grookey. <laughs> I used Rillaboom through my playthrough, but honestly, my starter was fucking Corviknight. And then Sun and Moon had the worst fucking starters ever. I don't know why people like freak out over Decidueye. Its oh, stats man. are literally I like Rowlet, though. I do like the first stage. I was like, well, I, was like, I chose... Um, so my starter, literally, since I already played Sun and Moon, so for Ultra Sun and Moon, I started with fucking uh, Rockruff with Firefang. And then Lycanroc was literally my starter. I think he's like level 80 right now. Uh, and Pokemon Home. Or I'm sorry, Sword and Shield. But... Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know what's funny is like if I could start with like a random Pokemon and like its stats would be decent to play through, my starter would be Bonsly. Really, dude, that little fucking tree means the world to me. I don't know why. I've, I'm such a sucker <laughs> for that stupid bitch. <sighs> so good. Anyways, let me look at my notes since I don't remember our next topic. But does anyone else skip, have any- skip me again? Did I skip you again? Yeah. I am so sorry. It's okay. Well, thank you for calling me out. No, I appreciate that. Last time I'm a guest on the J- yeah. It Just Works podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so Omega Ruby and Sapphire, you know, which one did you get first and what were your thoughts playing through it? Okay, so I told you I finally caved eventually and I bought a 3DS. Um, I think I bought it like a week or two before Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. So I played X and Y for like two weeks. Because I wanted to play it. I was watching all the YouTube videos because I didn't have it yet. And I, I was hyped for it. And then Omega Ruby came out. So I finally played that. I put X aside. I'm like, I don't care. This is why I bought the system. And yeah, dude. Like, after how much I played the original Gen 3 and then going to Omega. Like, oh, that's such a good remake. It's such a fun remake. I like, like you said, there's improvements. It's not really a... It's like a newer remake. It's not like the exact same thing. Whereas... Heart Gold only has slight changes. Fire Red Leaf Green only has slight changes. This one has a lot of big changes, and I wish they would have went in this direction for the Diamond and Pearl remakes. That's a different story. But no, overall, like I, I love the Gen Three remakes. Me too, man. And honestly, you make a ton of good points. And it is a shame that like in the Diamond and Pearl remakes, we're getting that like they didn't want to throw in Mega just for the hell of it. Like I, people think we might still be getting that, but I, I don't know. Because they didn't announce Megas in the Gen 3 remakes at first. It wasn't until a few months in. Right. Uh, but you are right, though, like, not doing a... Because, like, Diamond and Pearl, though, I'm pretty sure we're not getting Megas. Unless we're they, probably going to get Dynamax. I, feel, I don't think we're going to get that either. I they said like that they not. want this game to be a, like, one-to-one replica of its original version. My heart believes there's going to be Megas. <laughs> all right, well... I'm going to let myself down, though. Yeah, let's crush your heart now. But hey, man, if they add Megas, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think a fucking Mega Torterra would look insane. Or Infernape, like, make oh, him just dude. look like a giant King Kong. Yeah, I don't know. Give it's me a mega, mega cast form. <sighs> Wait, that's Gen 3. I'm dumb. I thought that was Gen 4 for a second. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, are you are you guys good, though, on Omega Ruby? Oh, uh, yeah. it's great. Just rip uh, Battle Frontier. Oh, yeah. They really should have put that shit in. Yeah, the lack of post game was pretty bad. I remember I finished it. I'm like, well, so that's it. I have a question for you both because it's been a while and I don't really remember. But why is everyone on Battle Frontiers dick so much? Because it was like, it was our first foray into like, and we have the Elite Four in every game. You know, we get that. But the Battle Frontier was the first time we had a new area. Well, not honestly, the first time we had a new area, but it was a new area that was all about battling and battling in different ways you had straight Isn't up it in crystal too yeah they had a battle, the battle building to the i don't know the name of the battle, left of olivine city the battle tower yes yeah yeah so we had something like that yeah but it's not the same thing yeah but it's 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 different in terms of there are new badges to collect because you have you know the leaders in the frontier brains so that added essentially 
relative to a uh, post Johto Kanto storyline that you make up on your own, like post game. So it's understandable why the Battle Frontier is like a hot topic for everybody. But I'm in the same boat as Ryan. I never really played it that much. Just I know like people were really upset that it wasn't included. So I'm like, I'm with you guys. They should have included by no matter what they should include it because it gives you replayability. Why, why would but, you take away content? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Why would you take that away? Why not add it? But the thing that I think people forget about, maybe it didn't matter to them, right? The only thing you get good from the Battle Frontier and Emerald is fucking polka dolls for your secret hideout. Like That's you don't get any shit. shit. No, it's not. Did you guys ever mess with the hideouts? Oh my god, oh, dude. Yeah, we did. Really? Hold on. We cannot move on real quick. So. I don't know about you guys, but the original hideouts don't matter. It's the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire hideouts that matter. You could literally set up a team for your friends to fucking challenge. Like, if you ever wanted a dream where, like, you're, like, the best trainer in the world, you could set up your team and someone can visit your hideout. Through a code, too, by the way. I I remember that. There was also uh, people would make chancy rooms, so you could just go get crazy XP super easily. Yeah, I remember that. Those are real homies, yeah. They did really good with that remake. Oh, my God. And I've seen people talk bad about it too. I can't remember what they don't like about it, but I've I've heard people talk bad about it. I'm like, why? Well, I, I know love these remakes. Well, I know what we talked about. You know, like them cutting the Battle Frontier. There was other things deal. people didn't like about it too, but I just I, I don't see it because I liked it. <sighs> I'm a terrible host of this show. We also forgot to talk about the Delta episode. I do not. I did not play the Delta episode. I, I played it, but I honestly oh, I don't have a lot of me. memories with it. I do not have a lot of memories with it. I beat it. I did it. <laughs> Dude, the Delta episode's insane. You didn't, you didn't even play it, Brandon. I, I know. I I beat I beat the Elite, I beat the Elite Four, and I actually honestly didn't even go through any of the Hooper rings. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know Lots if I did things. either. I don't Good know. What, you I need know. to go back and play that fucking game. I right really now. do. I'll play it if you play it. I'm already got a playthrough. I'm playing through. Let's do it. Um, so the Delta episode, once you beat the Pokemon League and you save the world, you know from Groudon, Kyogre destroying everything, uh, the Dragon Girl finds you in the fucking moon ruins or whatever xanthia or whatever zinnia zinnia xantar the destroyer and she asks you to uh i think because she's investigating the meteorites with deoxys or something like that and basically the gist of it is you go on this little fucking side quest that truly felt like a quest in pokemon and you have to get rikwaza go to the space station they give you a fucking space suit and you literally ride on rayquaza's back into the space and you fight deoxys literally in space yeah like it's insane it wasn't long though was it i don't remember it being it, long it took me two hours okay yeah which i thought for like a prologue or i'm sorry epilogue uh i thought that was really good i mean it's better than no post game like Right, so you had you had the Hoopa rings, the battle mazen, you had the secret hideouts that you got more stuff for once you you know were a higher level player, and you had the Delta episode. So there's post game in the game, and you know, but it just like you go, you went so far in to just not put the frontier like that maze. If the mazen was the frontier, it would probably be my favorite Pokemon game. I think there was a reason they said they didn't put it in there too. Um, the developers, I think they said like. They didn't think kids had the attention span to like sit there and play something like the Battle Frontier that much. They just want to play the game. Well, it's because statistically, you know, you're right. And then to add on to that, they said statistically people don't even get that far. Yeah. But the problem is the Battle Mason is literally copy and paste from X and Y. There's almost nothing different. I, I think even the teams are probably the same for the NPCs you fight. Like, that's how bad it is. Um, but I still understand their point. It's like, you know what? It's it's almost like recording this podcast. What if you were to record this podcast? And I'm not saying that I need thousands of listeners, but what if, like, no one listened? I mean, that kind of sucks if you put effort into something and then no one plays it, right? I mean, you're making a post game that no one touches. Like, granted, thank you to the 5% who got there. Like, you're amazing. You know, hats off to you. But to the other ninety five percent, like that fucking sucks. I can see it. that's understandable in that in that. Regard. I'm not defending them, by the way. I'm just saying. No, but I see your point, though. You put in the effort, put in the work, extra manpower. Probably had to push the release date back just to put in the Battle Frontier for the five percent of people who would actually play it. I could see it's just it's still disappointing. And with something like Pokemon, they really can't push release dates back ever because they have so many other branches of the franchise that they like 
merchandise is coming out, the show's coming out. Like, oh yeah, they can't really ever put a game on hold. It's like it always mm-hmm. has to be rushed now. That's just that's what it has to be. That's the way it is. It's like it's like an this annual Call of Duty. This you, is the way. You know the way. You are not the queen. We just spit on you. Anyways, <laughs> talking about old memes from 2019 or 2018. Uh, so we're going to move time. on now. Is everyone done? Yeah. With, yeah. Okay, so that's my fault because I brought us back in. Um, that's also the fun about talking about these. There's so much stuff. So much stuff I remember that, you know, when we start talking about them. Oh, yeah, we still got a lot to cover. We do. It's Don't worry. We're going to skip a couple. Kind of bananas. Uh, what is your favorite TCG set, trading card game set from third generation? I'm going to have to go ahead and say it because it's still my favorite set to this day. It's EX, Fire Red, and Leaf Green. Uh, you know, coming off of Wizards of the Coast, moving into a new printing line, and getting a re-envisioned base set, essentially. Um, you know, depending on who you ask, it's literally Kanto all over again. Nothing but Kanto. There's nothing third-gen printed in this set besides maybe trainer art. Uh, I just thought this set was absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, and, you know... I used to have it complete, so uh, it was a good set. But Brian, who thought Skyridge was third gen, but is not third gen. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so unfortunately, you had to change your answer, but what would your answer be now? My answer would be that I don't have fond memories with any Gen 3 Pokemon sets, unfortunately, because, like I said, I was in that crossroad between liking and not liking Pokemon. And I still like the games themselves, but I really backed away from the anime and the cards. If I if I see the cards from Gen three, like I remember them clearly, but as far as like buying and opening packs, I just don't have that nostalgia for the Gen three packs, and that's sad because I look at them and there are so many badass sets. But gold just, stars, yeah, yeah, that's when they had the gold star starters in the rocket set, right? See, I I, I know about the yeah, sets. That's a soft subject. I know about the yeah, I know I know about the sets. It's just I don't have the memories because I was figuring out what I thought about Pokemon back then. So I think back when Gen 4 came out, I started getting back into the cards. I didn't get as into the cards as I was with the first two Gen, but I was still buying them. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, what is your favorite TCG set from third generation and why? EX Delta Species. Amazing set. It's an amazing set. We got to see... You know, the introduction of uh, Pokemon that have unusual typings. I know it's not in the same set. Well, I was going to reference the Charizard from Crystal Guardians, which is also an amazing set. But from EX Delta Species, we got uh, my boy Tyranitar as a fire type. That's right. In one of the most badass poses, looking like straight out of Jurassic Park. Should have a banner that says... He looks amazing, yeah. When dinosaurs rule the earth, like like behind him, it, it looks so good. And... You know, the art style was great. Those extra typings were really cool. And, like, the whole lore behind it as well is, like, these um, these phenomenon were changing Pokemon's, like, you know, biometric data or, like, you know, their biology to obtain these different types. I just, I just thought it was really cool and something really different for the trading card game. And, um, you know, same thing, with, same thing with you, Brian. I opened a couple packs here and there, but the couple packs I did open had some of the greatest cards that i really have some of my collection still like i still have that tyranitar because when i got back into it like crazy i bought several copies of it (laughs) dude i will never forget back in the day at toys r us my parents bought me a pack and i forget what set it's from so someone can you know add to it if they want when they hear this i opened up a gold star kyogre nice out of a pack i think that is out of delta species probably oh no it is yeah Yeah. ground on and kyogre the only gold stars and that's it i think but wow opening that fucking card what and Rayquaza oh and freaking Rayquaza that card's so expensive but I knew when I was a kid opening that pack it was like pure gold like I I just knew it (laughs) Um, but you know what's crazy is I didn't even know what Shiny Kyogre looked like until I opened that pack and saw that card and you almost miss that sense of wonder with Pokemon like the TCG now we got fucking yeah. like shining fates where it's like all right i mean don't get me wrong it's an amazing set i'm not knocking it you know eric the casual gamer pulled a shiny ditto recently right, that yeah. was insane but uh some great tcg sets there yeah uh, I, do, I do remember the shiny requires i'm looking at a picture of it right now yeah. oh, See, such a good card after I, I after i decided like i don't care what people think i do like pokemon i remember going on pokey beach and looking at all the scans of like the sets that i missed and i remember all the delta species and i'm like look what i missed like this these sets are yeah. so 
fucking cool. Like, yeah, insane. So, but so, I, I don't think I ever oh. actually opened a Delta Species pack. But sadly, I wish I did. But no. it's not even worth it today. Sad to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, does anyone else have anything to add for TCG? We're gonna actually skip straight to the trivia and finish this up. Yep. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, I don't okay. want. Uh, we're just you know the rest of it's not that important. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to Pokemon Generation Three trivia. Brian has won tw- two times. Can Brandon come back? Because if you lose this one, we're really lo- you know the odds of you coming back are really really slimming down there. So you're saying well, I'm, well, we, we have a eight- podcast? <laughs> <laughs> right, you are eliminated. This well, is Survivor. We have eight generations, so. You still got time to catch up. We're yeah, only no. two, three in now. You have one more after this. If you lose Gen Four, you are out. Ah, that's understandable. True. I had a great time here. That's actually not true. You can still tie it. Yeah, Sorry, if you lose true. Gen Five, you're out. Okay, <laughs> we're not so, good with math. No, we're not. Sorry, math is hard. Catch up. No mustard. Uh, how much does Groudon weigh? Oh fuck. Number one, or option A is two thousand eighty-four pounds. Option number B is 2,094 pounds. Option number C is 2,074 pounds. And D is 2,134 pounds. Number B. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Why am I so bad at this? We can cut that out in post, right? <laughs> nope. It's staying in. But keep it. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you think it is? Um, a. I'm going to go with A as well. You're both wrong. It's actually B. I was, in a, I, was I almost said C. Should have gone with number B. Yes. So he was officially heavier than Snorlax, right? I think he was one of the first. I actually think Groudon's the heaviest Pokemon in all of Pokemon. No, I, th- I think he's outweighed now. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out after this. How much does Whale Lord weigh? That was really hard for me to say. I apologize. Whale. A, 877 pounds. B, 787 pounds, C, 911 pounds, and D, 666 pounds. I'm going to go with C. I'm going with B. It's actually A, 877 pounds. Looks like we Just, sucked. Yeah, think about this real quick. C, I put 911, and D, I put 666. Yeah, I didn't pick, pick up. We didn't pick either of those, did we? No, but like, I, well, no, you put C. Brandon said C. <laughs> I thought you would have like got my dumb joke. Get your um, shit together, right? What? Okay, so you both of them didn't get one right. <laughs> so <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, I'm pretty good at trivia on the spot. Then, uh, what year did Ruby and uh, I'm sorry, Sapphire release? A 2002, B 2003, C 2004, or D 1941? <laughs> <laughs> Say the first three one more time. I'm sorry. A 2002, B 2003, C 2004. I'm going to go with A. Yeah, 2002 A. Jesus Christ. It is 2003. We suck. I, you know what? 2002 was the Japanese release. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so there's literally two questions left, guys. So I hope you guys get this. Uh, what move can be learned from TM02? A, Focus Punch. B, Bullet Seed. C, Dragon Claw. Or D, Hail. Focus Punch. Uh, I'm going to go with Bullet Seed. You're both wrong again. Oh it's actually God. Dragon Claw. Oh, my God. What if uh, we get the next TM, one? TM1. Well, then I win, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, we ha- you got to like look up a tiebreaker. I, I, well, yeah. I, well, uh, no, okay. I'll look up a tiebreaker. Um, so TM1 is actually Focus Punch. TM9 is Bullet Seed. And TM6 uh, or 7 is Hail. But it's Dragon Claw. What Pokemon was incredibly difficult to encounter in Gen 3? A. Rayquaza, B. Phoebus, C. Kecleon, or D. Why not? Phoebus. Phoebus. It's Phoebus. Yeah. That, yeah. We talked about that I, earlier. When you talked about it, I was pissed. <laughs> All right. So we need a tiebreaker. Oh, uh, We've never got like this, this is close. Yeah. This wow. is insane. <laughs> we um, missed so many. We missed so many of the of the answers that were this close. Now I can't believe we did that terrible. Wow. Damn. We suck. Yeah. You guys are really bad. I, what the hell? I hate Pokemon now. Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> I already got a follow up. How much does Rayquaza weigh? A, three hundred seventy six pounds. B, six hundred forty eight pounds. C, four hundred fifty five pounds. Or D, two hundred and one pounds. Okay. So we're just gonna go with a total guess and then win. Yeah. Right? I'm picking I, I guess C. So. I'm picking C. I'm picking D. 
Brian wins for the third oh time. It's God. 455 pounds, everybody. Just give it a button. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow, Brian. How does it feel to win three Pokemon trivias that are handmade by me? Um, this one was close, guys. But, Brian, how do you feel as a winner today? I'm honored, but this one doesn't feel true because it was such a... It was a... It was just was a crap We just guessed. We yeah. just guessed. I love it. But I'll still take it. Three for three. <laughs> Three for three for Brian. Brandon, how do you feel right now? You Shit's almost, you, dude, you did pretty good. You almost came back because you guys both sucked at first, but <laughs> it's a really close one. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Be sure to follow Brian at another vinyl page. Once again, that is at another vinyl page on Instagram. Brandon, thank you for being on as well. That Thanks is it. Me. This is the It Just Works podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. See you next time, Bye-bye. guys. Bye.